0: It's time to talk University of Richmond basketball. This is Behind the Web with Head Coach Chris Mooney. Live from World of Beer, 11,600 West Broad Street in Short Pump. Tonight's show is brought to you by CarMax, Lux Chevrolet, Bryant Heating and Cooling, Cornerstone Partners Co-Star Group and Bon Secours Health System. And by Cabell Childress Group. Join in online anytime and be a part of the show with your questions and comments. Text 804-327-0888. Email behind the web at richmond.edu. Or on Twitter using at Spider Voice, at Richmond Athletics, or at ESPN Richmond. Now, here's the voice of the Spiders, Bob Black, with Coach Mooney. This is Behind the Web, presented by World of Beer on 1061 ESPN and the Spider Sports Network. Leaves
1: it for the goose at the top of the key. Drives to the right elbow. Now to the basket, lays it up and in. Great burst by Andre Gustafsson, the goose. Top of the key to Burton, high post right to Quinn. Lob down low to Burton, underneath the basket. Reverse layup, swished by Tyler Burton. He's got 18. Angles it left to Roach. Quick fire of the three. And he's got it a line drive three for Jason Roach.
0: Really quick release. And he got a quick release. Loose
1: ball in the lane, stolen by Gustafson. Headmans it to Jason Nelson for the breakaway layup for J. Nell.
2: Yeah, just out hustling. They're getting after it.
1: And now it's time for us to get after it. It is the first edition, the season premiere of Behind the Web with Spiderhead basketball coach Chris Mooney. We welcome you to World of Beer out here in Short Pump. Appreciate you fans who are out here with us today. And thank you for tuning in. 1061 ESPN and RichmondSpiders.com. We'd love for you to come on out and join us. We're here each and every Monday night from 6 until 7 to talk college and spider basketball. And we'll take your email questions and text questions and comments as well behind the web at richmond.edu on the email side, 804-327-0888 if you'd like to text us. And if you're in the house and have questions, by all means, bring them up to us and we'll get them on the air for you here in the next hour. Our special player guest coming up here in just a little bit, uh, Neil Quinn, the Spider Center, and Isaiah Bigelow, Spider Forward. We'll introduce you to both of those guys, newcomers to the Spiders, but certainly not to College back basketball as two of the spider transfers making an impact this season all right let's get it going coach moody uh good evening welcome back how are you hope you had a happy thanksgiving i think on the heels of the temple game guys feeling pretty good
2: yeah definitely great to be here great to see everybody and uh hope you're doing well too bob
1: absolutely excited for uh the games coming up but let's review the games that have already been played where do you feel your guys are at here obviously meshing some new guys in we'll talk with a couple of them tonight and and where you're at through the first six games of the season
2: well, um, I I feel like honestly I really like the team and and think we have a chance to be very good. Um, I feel like uh, you know when you when you're Richmond you have to play a good, a good schedule and so sometimes you know um, when you, when you look around you know we have had the chance to play really good teams thus far and and will continue to um, and that puts a greater strain and a greater challenge on you being you know, to get to be as good as possible as early as possible. Uh, but having said that, I, I think I think we've done well. You know, we're very close. Um, I think there have been some really, really positive things so far this year. Uh, I think our defensive numbers have been tremendous. And I think we can continue to improve on defense. Uh, so I think that's really a positive sign. Um, you know, the guys, in terms of how we're playing together, uh, I feel like is, is very good and, and far along for – for a team with as many as many new guys um you know and there are some some things that we can clean up and do a little bit better um you know we've turned the ball over more than generally we ever have um but it's very early and those numbers i I think will will improve um so yeah i I really like the team i think we have a chance to be very very good and um you know as we continue to play really good teams including toledo here on wednesday uh I, i think we're we get a better understanding of who we are because of the level of competition that we play. So, um, you know, I'm excited about the group, uh, enjoy the time that we get to spend together. The, the, the competitiveness at practice, the alertness, uh, has been really, really good. And, um, again, think that we could, we could be very good.
1: What were your takeaways from the two most recent games, the empire classic games at Barclays center overtime with Syracuse, dominate the backboards in that game obviously had a probe and find a way to go up against that zone defense and then to come back the very next night and and i thought had just terrific energy yeah. and execution the entire night even after playing a 45 minute game the first night and to get you know a pretty convincing win over temple
2: yeah well i, I agree bob I, I think that those games are character tests the second night of a tournament or a third game of a tournament um especially you know we lost a game uh you know in in a difficult way just because it went to overtime and we had opportunities and um you know we we gave ourselves a great chance to win the game and didn't and so you have to very quickly regroup and play a game in less than 24 hours from them against a really good opponent um and I thought I thought we did a, a great job I, I um you know reminds me years ago we, we lost to maryland in overtime at barclays came back and and beat boston college by uh maybe 15 or 16 it was very similar you know you had to come back and be ready to go and have energy and the team that did that as difficult as that is to do would have an advantage and i felt like that was us i felt like unquestionably that was us um and you know to be honest in the syracuse game uh we really did give ourselves chances I, i i thought that uh you know we didn't we didn't shoot the ball great but we shot the ball we shot the ball well enough to keep us in the game you know when you're playing against the zone those those are often the shots you're going to get i thought we had some baskets in the paint we had some points in transition uh, but you're going to have some open shots and i thought we shot well enough to give ourselves a chance and unfortunately didn't didn't come away with the win
1: do you file that offense away against the syracuse zone for potential use later or is their zone so unique that it would be different if an a10 team tries it against us
2: right well i feel like it's so unique because they play it all the time and so few teams do that and when a team uh you know i I had mentioned on the post game we saw seven possessions of zone last year that's true and three were against iowa um in the second half uh, jacob made if you remember the three that rolled around hit mm-hmm. the back and went in mm-hmm. uh, that was a third straight possession of zone uh and so i think because they're so comfortable playing it you know the, the back line comes up so high on the wings uh and there's you know terrific length and, and those kinds of things i think that's what makes it unique you know i, I think if you just looked at other teams who played zone here and there their center wouldn't have that many block shots mm-hmm. You know syracuse because it's fairly funneled into that you know he he's able to amass a lot of block shots um you know so i i think we will you know re- recall that but you know there's a chance you don't see zone for the next eight games you right. know and it's just um how it is and in, in college basketball these days and you know even last year um was a team i thought we would get zoned yeah. a, a fair amount and, like I said, it was only uh, it was only seven possessions the whole season. So, uh, but hopefully we will be able to use that and um, you know because we had some really really nice possessions and we uh, were able where, where the ball went into the paint or down to the, along the baseline and came back around or we scored inside. I, I think those things are positive.
1: What have you liked about the spider defense to this point? Certainly, locked down in the first two games of the season, and then later in these these later games, really from from Charleston on, the the pressure has really made an impact. Whether you were getting steals or not, it has changed the tempo of the game.
2: Yeah, the, the pressure is something you know that that uh, that I think we'll do more and more of uh, from the beginning of the game. Uh, I I feel like we've pressed the last two or three years. Uh, a little bit to show some pressure, but a lot of times it, when, when we're really trying to generate turnovers, obviously Jacob was so so good at getting those turnovers and Tyler such a presence. Uh, Tyler just makes the um, you know he makes it uh, uh, he makes it feel like more of a press uh, or more pressure because uh, just because of his presence and his athletic ability and you know his sense and when to, when to try to make it a difficult pass. Yeah, but I think it's really been positive for us. You know, sometimes when you press, you end up not guarding the guys you're assigned to, mm-hmm. and that's kind of a drawback of, of press pressing. Uh, but I think that it's it's certainly worthwhile because of you know how much how how disruptive it can be and how much it gets the teams to slow down and play a little bit more, uh, hopefully a little bit a little bit more guardable way uh, when they get to the front court.
1: Hey, uh, you you slid or I slid in, you know, Charleston in there where we pressed. Certainly Um, you look back at that game now and you see what they're doing now at at six and one and the teams they've beat. I know they're all at home because everybody loves to go to Charleston. It's a great destination (laughs) place. But that's turning out to be one of those games you look back on. And I know frustrating that the Spiders didn't win it. But to have that kind of game that early in the season.
2: Yeah, for sure. You know that's a that's a um, a great first road game or a very demanding first road test. And uh, you know we we knew they were good. It turned out it was a it was a great atmosphere, it was a good team, and to be down that much. I think we're down twenty-one with over fourteen minutes to go, uh, and to be able to come back and um, you know cause turnovers, but also but also just get the game and and. Uh, not quite chaotic but but to get the game going in our direction and getting back into the game and we really had great chances at and in, in, at the end of regulation and overtime uh and and wish we had finished those but yeah that's that's a very good team that we played and um you know really wish we could have have a couple of those possessions back yeah. late but um but that's what happens that's what that's what kind of Makes your team go forward and learn and adjust and grow.
1: Do you think some of that comeback came, Chris? Because while there are new players on the team, not very many of them are new to college basketball, and you know they have a pretty good understanding of a forty-minute college basketball game. Yes,
2: definitely. I, I think that um, you know that that's the, the the biggest change in terms of having you know a, a great team last year and having new players, but three of them have played so much college basketball, and so. You know, it's not, um, it's not, you know, bringing along so many young guys and, you know, trying to recover from the, from the, the things that happened here that are negative, You're mature guys, guys who have played college hoops, guys who can, you know, more easily make adjustments in the game because they have so much experience. So I, I do think that's a huge asset for us, for a lot of teams, but for us specifically because those those three guys are playing so many minutes for us and playing so well.
1: So before we go to the break, and we'll bring on two of those guys, Isaiah Bigelow and Neil Quinn, our guests on Behind the Web here at World of Beer, just how you went about that and your general philosophy in doing something that you and the Richmond program haven't really dipped the toe into the water a whole lot until now, and with the landscape the way it is, everybody's going to have to do it. But just how we arrived at the point we're at with the three guys who obviously fit the Richmond basketball culture.
2: Yeah, I would say, you know, it's, it's not um... – years ago uh i think it used to be you know if a player was transferring it was a it was a there was a bit of a negative connotation around his transfer uh you know that has subsided over the years um and and we've you know we've been able to get some you know uh tj klein and blake francis were tremendous transfers for us to get but we still have always preferred four and five year players mainly because we think so highly of our guys and our own program that It's just good to be here, Um, good to play with our guys, good to figure out what's important to us. You know, guys generally tend to get better, um, you know, and I I think that's important. Now with the transfer portal, it's so different now. Um, And when you have this springtime, you can, you know, especially a place like Richmond, we can attract very good players. And, um, you know, one thing was important to us that we would take, we could get guys with multiple years. Uh, because, you know, I think that's that's at least guys who are here for some time and can can really start to appreciate Richmond and and what we're trying to do uh, and be really good players and good guys and you know we're we're fortunate because we found three you know terrific guys uh, and guys who can fit in because they're talented because they work hard because they're experienced um, and so I, I think that. I don't think we were ever said we're not going to take a transfer but we were just so so much more inclined uh, to to bring guys in even if they're redshirted and just kind of have them mature and develop with us whereas now you know that opportunity to to have a guy who has you know started games and statistics and you know been at a good program played for a good coach those those things are really really appealing Uh, and it worked out great for us this year.
1: Sure did, and two of them will join us after we take our first commercial timeout. Neil Quinn, transfer from Lafayette, and Isaiah Bigelow, transfer from Wofford. They'll join us up here at the head table at World of Beer. After we take a break, you're listening to Behind the Web on the Home of the Spiders, 106.1 ESPN.
0: Timeouts over now more behind the web from world of beer in short pump on 1061 espn and the spider sports network
1: bigelow has the ball middle of the floor drives right taking it all the way in and he slams it
2: down flying over top of a wichita state defender wow an unbelievable slam dunk by isaiah bigelow you won't see a play bigger than that that'll be on sports center top 10 no question
1: Matt Smith was right. Matt Smith, Robert Fish on that call. They were right. That was on Center Top Ten. It was number four on Center Top Ten as we welcome Isaiah Bigelow and Neil Quinn to World of Beer and are behind the web today. I'm going to dive right in, Zay. Um, what do you remember about that dunk, and did you realize you had done something pretty special when you did
3: it? Uh, I'm not going to lie. It was pretty incredible. Um, <laughs> it's probably the best dunk I've had in my career for sure. Um, I had a couple really close dunks at Wofford, and um, I knew it was about time for me to put one down. So um, it was a big moment for me, and it got our team going at a, you know, a good time when we needed it.
1: Neil, what does that do for the rest of the guy? You've had your share of dunks, I know. What does that do for you?
4: Uh, yeah, especially in a close game, uh, it, it really gives you the edge. Um, it gets the crowd in the game. Uh, all your teammates get amped up, and it, it definitely puts you into a different state of mind um, that definitely makes you feel like a better competitor.
1: Meantime, Coach Moody just looked the same on the side <laughs> well when that happened. But inwardly, you had to know it was something special. Uh, it, was, it
2: was really impressive. You know, he, he took off from so far and uh, cocked the ball back. That was that was really, really impressive. We were trying to come up with some of the great dunks that we've had. Um, you know, at Rich, uh, Darius Garrett at Dayton. Mm-hmm the Darius had a few of them Kevin Smith against GW at home but yeah that was that's right up there with one of the best I've seen
1: you know it's interesting you say that because obviously I've been here like twice as long as you (laughs) but Matt Smith actually related this on the radio if we go back through some of our archive video and some of the folks in attendance tonight will remember it. Scott Stapleton in like the 1989 NIT against Temple had a very similar dunk no to that one and he okay. mentioned it immediately on the radio i cut it off on the highlight calls we came back from the commercial break but there haven't been too many of them is my no, point i think.
2: No, i was impressed like, way up there like way up one. there
1: <laughs> yep um that aside then isaiah describe kind of your style of basketball play like our fans have seen you for a few games now but Give us a a little bit more of what Isaiah Bigelow brings to the
3: Spiders. And be ready, Neil, because the same questions coming your way. Well, um, I've always tried to take pride in being very versatile and, uh, you know, affecting the uh, game on both sides of the ball, rebounding as best as I can. Um, I've always been a knockdown shooter. Uh, When my shot's not falling, I try to find other ways to, you know, affect the game on both sides of the ball. So that's what I pride my game on for the most part.
1: Chris, let me stop, pause there before I go to Neil. The word versatility is almost, if not the signature, the hallmark of your program, isn't it?
2: Yeah, for sure. And and uh, having seen, you know, we played against Wofford uh, last year and saw Zay uh, and really liked his game. You know, he was, um, you know, he was so effective on the perimeter and comfortable and played well. And uh, I don't think he made a three against us. I made one. Did you make one? Oh wow! And so, but then going back and looking at his stats and and highlights, you know, we were we were immediately interested, and then meeting him was uh, was a huge part of, of just how impressed we were and how much we wanted him to be part of the spiders. And uh, because he, he is very very versatile and uh, can do a lot of different things, you know, uh, the same guy who can have a dunk like that on the next possession made a three point shot. He rebounds the ball very well. Um, So, yeah, so I think that having that kind of versatility wrapped into a guy who's also competitive and a good athlete is really, really important.
1: All right, Neil Quinn, description of yourself as a basketball player for our Spider fans to be watching.
4: Uh, Yeah, I definitely think um, I'm somebody who wants to make my teammates better. Um, Everything I try to do as a big is to try and get my guys open shots and then, try to look for my own shots because I, I know I'm confident I can score. Um, and pretty much don't be like the traditional big and be just a basketball player on the court with the rest of my teammates.
1: How much did you take a look at TJ Klein um, you know, back from several years ago, Grant Golden from more recently as you looked at Richmond?
4: Yeah, that was, that was a huge uh, reason of my commitment. Coach Mooney and the assistant coaches that recruited me dove into that heavily and showed me a lot of film on Grant, on TJ. And being here and having those guys come back and help show me the ropes a little bit, uh, TJ especially over the last week or so, um, it's definitely been an amazing experience.
1: I think that's really interesting, uh, and TJ mentioned it to me the other night at the Robin Center. He said, "I'm going to stay an extra day or two and and work a little bit with with Neil and Chris." I, I say that speaks. I hope we're allowed to talk about that, and since Neil sure. did, absolutely. But I think that really speaks to the Spider Basketball family and the connection.
2: Yeah, it uh, you know it's incredible for for me. And uh, one of the days we had workouts, TJ came in, and aside from what he was wearing, it was perfect. <laughs> uh you know he worked with neil and not not just work with him uh because neil you know he knows how to play and he he knows what's going on but just more you know tj can really instill confidence um you know he was uh he transferred from niagara you know as i remind him i think he had 20 assists at niagara he had 200 his senior year at (laughs) richmond uh and so he, he you know he's just he's confident and he he loves richmond so much and had seen every game you know that we played already and yeah for him to stay and uh be that invested and interested is is incredible and uh i know it means a lot to all of our guys but it means it means a great deal to me what was he wearing there was well <laughs> well he has it that, uh sometimes guys wear uh, they put long pants on their legs like a sleeve but he only had one his shorts were not basketball shorts. Short shorts. Short yeah. shorts. Short shorts. Way back in the day. A tank top. Yeah, <laughs> he, he, he's, he's a hat. As but he, he T-Z took T-Z the hat off when he was, when he was working work with. Of, Neil, but, yep, yeah. Yep. Uh,
1: all right, let's, let's get into a, a little bit more, guys, and just you know how comfortable you have become with the guys who are already on the team and how that kind of developed, particularly as guys who've been through college basketball. You knew a certain way to do things, Isaiah. You knew a way to do things at Wofford and kind of – how you embraced the Richmond
3: way, so to speak? Most definitely. Um, I've developed a lot of experience and stuff at Wofford for sure. Played in a ton of games at Wofford. I kind of took my experience from Wofford, and you know, I had a good feel of college basketball itself already. And then once I got to Richmond, you know, I had a good group of teammates, good group of coaching staff that kind of embraced me and showed me the ropes. I watched a ton of film with the coaching staff, so it was a, you know, an easy, quick transition, you know, as far so I can be comfortable again.
1: Coach Mooney mentioned the game that uh, we played against Wofford at Wofford. Did that factor into this at all? Was there anything in that game that you either thought about at the moment or later that you were able to say, okay, because of what I saw when we played against them, it's a school I'd like to look at.
3: Yeah, well, at the moment, uh, you know, it wasn't. I was dialed in on trying to win for sure. That was a that was one of our biggest games as mm-hmm. far as fan base and everything. Uh, we really wanted to get that win, but. Um, I think later on you know when i went back and looked at that game and i watched the entire game over you know i kind of seen places where i could fit in you know as being a richmond spider and seeing how i could affect the game
1: all right neil how about how about for you as far as why why richmond i know we've talked about it a little bit there was no lafayette richmond game in there but what were some of the highlights that that led you to the spiders
4: um yeah i definitely think that There was a connection between me, Coach Mooney, and Coach Mojo as recruiters. Uh, My old coach, retired Coach Mm O'Hanlon, knew Coach Mooney and spoke very highly of him. Um, And especially the the people around me talked about the Richmond system um, and its similarities and differences in the system that I was playing in and the systems that I had seen playing in the Patriot League. There's a lot of Princeton offense and how familiar I was with it. So it was really just a smooth transition. Um, I knew how great of an offense it was, and I thought it was a perfect fit for me.
1: Chris, was that a discussion that, that was easy for you to have? I know you knew Coach O'Hanlon you know, pretty well from, from Lafayette. Is that something that helped with Neil?
2: For sure. Uh, coach O is, um, you know, I've known him. He, he was actually a high school coach at Monsignor Bonner High School when I played and, uh, at Archbishop Ryan, and they beat us at Bonner and I actually won the, won the championship a guy named Brian Daly, who Ryan Daly from Delaware, yeah. his father, uh, uh, was a great player in, at Bonner and went to St. Joe's. So I've known him forever, and he was an assistant at Penn when I played in college. Um, and, I've, you know, we, we've kind of shared ideas on basketball a lot. Um, and so then we went and started to look at Neil and his, you know, j- his passing ability obviously just jumps out at you. Uh, And for a guy his size and the, you know, the biggest negative we would hear was, uh, well, he, you know, he can't move and what are you going to do on ball screen defense and that kind of thing. And uh, I just really haven't seen an issue with that. Um, You know, he moves well. One, he's very competitive. Um, So he he, he finds himself in the right spot because he knows how to play. He's competitive. Uh, And he's almost always taking the correct first step somewhere. And so that step might not be super fast, but he's always taking the right step. Um, you know, he has a really a great feel for the game, and he's competitive. You know, that, the competitiveness is the most important part uh, because that starts to allow you to, to improve or to make a, ch- a slight change uh, or to, you know, accept coaching, do those kinds of things to, to, try, to truly try to be great. And I think he has that in a big way.
1: And that be super fast, but quick, I would say. You're going to yeah. hear that on one of the highlights coming up here <laughs> after the break, in which I said quick. So I'm hoping yeah. that you agree that he's quick so my eyes weren't really deceiving me. Hey, one more before we, at the bottom of the hour, go to the break here. So we've talked about the two of you being transfers. Well, there's a third transfer in this mixed as well in, in Jason Roach. And I just wonder how much the three of you kind of talked about that. Uh, and I'm not trying to say there's a click because there's not a click. I can see that being around you guys all the time. And it was a little different for him coming from the Citadel. I mean, I think the culture difference is is an awful lot. Isaiah, what were, like, some of the conversations you guys had amongst the three of yourselves?
3: Yeah, well, off rip, I was a huge Jason Roach fan. Um, you know, just being in the SoCon, playing against him, we scouted for him heavily. Um, probably yeah. the main player we were scouting for, just not even letting him get a shot off was – which is impossible without, you know, fast his shot is. But, you know, once we came here in the summer, we all, you know, went out to eat a couple of times together and kind of bonded a little bit. Um, we played fours a lot and kind of got a good feeling for, our, you know, how all of us play and how we're going to play together. And, um, you know, it's, it's been going pretty well for sure. Neil, you're nodding your head, huh?
4: Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> I was roommates with uh, with Roach over the summer, um, so I got to spend a, a lot of time with them and being a Warriors fanatic during the playoffs. <laughs> um, and just how funny down to earth and just how great of a shooter he is. It's unlike anything I've ever seen. Just the, it's the same every time. And every time he shoots it, you think it's going in. So mm-hmm. it's fun to play with him. It's fun to be around him.
1: Did you have to break him of any of those Citadel regiments or was was he pretty pretty much broken of all of that when he came to Richmond? <laughs>
4: Yeah, he told me some of the stories, Hell Week or whatever they got going on. (laughs) Yep. Uh, But, yeah, he definitely came in as a a normal individual. So I'm grateful for that.
1: And probably pretty happy about it, for sure. sure. All right, halfway through, let's take a timeout behind the web from World of Beer out here in Short Pump with Neil Quinn, Isaiah Bigelow, our special guest, along with Coach Mooney. I'm Bob Black. A little bit later, we'll take some email questions and some text questions for Coach as we move along in the second half hour. Uh, Back after the break on 106.1 ESPN.
0: Back to the show, Behind the Web, presented by World of Beer and Short Pump. Once again, here's Bob Black on the Spider Sports Network and 1061 ESPN. High post to Quinn, spins to the basket, lays it
1: up with the left hand and good. Quick spinning move by Neil Quinn.
2: Terrific, aggressive move to the basket by Quinn that time. Burt,
1: bounce pass underneath the basket to Quinn who flushes it home with two hands. welcome back second half hour of behind the web for a monday evening again we're here monday nights throughout the college basketball season we'll be here for the next four this one and three more in december we'll take a couple of mondays off uh, over the holidays of christmas and new year and then every monday after that Uh, Once we get past uh, January 2nd, I think we won't be here. And then after that, every Monday night, I know a lot of you who are experienced were here last year. We had some Wednesday nights because of the Spider travel schedule. That is not the case uh, this year. The schedule worked out really nicely. So we'll be on each and every Monday during the college basketball season from 6 to 7. And we hope you'll make it out here and join us for Spider and college basketball talk. back with isaiah bigelow and neil quinn i asked coach mooney about the two games in barclays and how much that really helped you how about that experience uh zay the the overtime game against syracuse and then coming back the next night
3: and uh clearly uh doing a really good job against temple yeah it was an incredible experience um it kind of simulated how our conference uh tournament is gonna go um it prepares us for those moments for sure we had to bounce back from a you know tough loss and um i think we came out with incredible energy against temple and you know played really good team ball and got the job done you
1: know what was the syracuse experience like uh first of all with the the zone that they're playing but also they had several guys who looked eye to eye with you on the court
4: yeah so I, I played against syracuse last year right up at the carrier dome so i had seen the zone i knew how disruptive it could be um and so i took it this year as a challenge um to just go out and play as hard as I can and to and to just be aggressive because last time I played against them, I was more passive. And so this time I wanted to be aggressive and and definitely, you know, find the weaknesses that I found last year and be able to use them this year to help the team.
1: What was the, the key to that this year to, to be able to be as effective as the entire team was in that game? Because it seemed like a game plan that probably you guys won't use again the rest of this year.
4: Um, yeah, so pretty much what I noticed was that um, once we got their big, their really good big man, Jesse. Jesse into Edwards, foul, yeah. In the foul trouble. Yep. Um, and just in the 2-3 zone, one of the biggest weaknesses is you give up a lot of offensive rebounds because mm-hmm. you can't block out everybody or whatever. Um, so I definitely wanted to, to do a lot of work on the glass and to take my shots when I had them and also to find my teammates when the time comes.
1: Um, one of the things I noticed from that game was really impressed with the high energy level you guys had in the Temple game. And, and Zay, I, I say that on two fronts. Um, one, it's tough to play in that game. It's the third place game. It's the consolation game. We don't approach it that way. But, you know, fact of the matter, that's what it is and yet you guys seem to have high energy both physically after playing 45 minutes the night before and also mentally was that something that was was talked about how did that come to be
3: yeah well first off we got a team full of competitors so you know any game it don't matter what place you know we're playing for you know we're we're coming out to win and uh we was at a point where we needed a win you know for our confidence to get us going um we know how good of a team we can be so um you know when everybody bring that energy as you can see we um, we look pretty good when everybody, you know, has the right mindset.
1: How'd you feel about the press? Uh, it got used an awful lot. I would think with your athleticism, you're a guy who can really be effective in that defense.
3: Uh, yeah, um, that press. Um, you know, we normally go into it after I made basket or whatever, and um, you know, it kind of speeds teams up. Sometimes we got Tyler at the front of it, so Tyler's a you know incredible athlete. You know, he makes guards you know be real indecisive and stuff and speed them up. Um, and I think that press, you know, it gives us a good shot of, you know, getting a defensive stop. Neil, what's
1: the, what's the next step now? Let, let's, let's say in your progression, we mentioned you spent some time with TJ. You've been working in, in groups with the coaches as well. Uh, what's the next step in your progression as this season moves on for the Spiders?
4: Yeah, I definitely think, and um, I know you talked to the coaches about it, is, is shooting the ball more and just being more aggressive, you know, um, looking for openings. and and being physical and demanding the ball. And then when I have it on the block, just go to work um, and find my teammates when they're open. But um, I definitely need to do more if we're going to win more games in the future.
1: Chris, there aren't
2: too many college basketball players. You have to kind of beg to shoot
1: the ball more, are there? (laughs) What's going on here? Well,
2: uh, yeah, I don't don't think it's begging. I I think that Neal has such an elite sense for the game that uh, the right play is often to – you know, pass pass the ball to the open man. Uh, but sometimes with uh, where he is and the, and the ability that he has inside, you know, being able to score kind of trumps even the right play. And I think that, especially being a great passer, the more aggressive you are, the more other passes will show up. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think we'll see more and more of that as time goes on.
1: Hey, what's the last week been like for you guys? This was really unusual, really rare, to not have a game over Thanksgiving, uh, to go, what's it going to be, I guess, eight days here between games. How have you kind of used that time kind of to recharge? Uh, just kind of what have you kind of done to get away from basketball and then back into basketball?
3: That- yeah, um, it was an incredible, you know, break, brain break for sure. But, um, <laughs> You know, you know, we we knew we had to come back and, you know, bounce back and get ready because the season's about to pick up for sure. Neil, anything special over the Thanksgiving break here?
4: Um, I just think it was it was very important because a lot of guys played a lot of minutes in a short amount of time. Um, So to be able to to get their bodies right and their minds right. Um, But at the end of the day, like Coach has talked about, we have a lot of college experience on our team. So we've all been through this rodeo before. So, you know, we know it's a marathon, not a sprint. So we know how to pick things up, slow it down, and then get rolling again.
1: Chris, we were talking about that. How did you kind of map this out with with so much time off over over Thanksgiving?
2: Yeah, I mean, this is the first time and in, in I can remember uh, having a break at Thanksgiving. So we gave the guys off on Wednesday and Thursday. So some guys were able to just go right from the Barclays Center uh and then didn't come back until friday in the afternoon so uh they had a good amount of time at home and to spend with family uh and rest and relax and then we had two practices friday and saturday that were different from most of our practices because we weren't getting ready for a game uh so i i thought it was i thought it was great i think those breaks especially the more and more college basketball becomes year-round those breaks are really important and really valuable
1: Hey, let me finish up uh, with both you guys, and this is the first show of the year, so there's going to be many more opportunities, so we're certainly going to invite you back, and hopefully you'll be back with us as well. But I always have a couple of fans who say, uh, make sure you ask them about their academics. Richmond is a high academic institution, so I'm going to follow through on that, and just particularly as transfers, what that's been like and kind of what you're studying and how you've kind of embraced the academic side of this. Neil?
4: Uh, Yeah, so I... Studied economics at Lafayette, and so I found, and also was going to minor in political science. Um, so I pretty much found a perfect blend here at Richmond with the PPEL program, uh, with the concentration in economics. So uh, I'm in a, a very interesting field of study where, you know, people that, like my classmates are going to go on to be, you know, lawyers and you know people who run the country. <laughs> so it's, it's pretty cool to, to be among them and. Um, and to be able to communicate and talk and learn from these people.
1: Well, now, of course, that begs the question. Is your aspiration to be <laughs> one of those people that's going to run our country here?
4: Uh, I wouldn't mind uh, being the governor of New Jersey. That was on my... uh <laughs> 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 Okay. All
1: right. Well we will look for, for Governor Quinn. Yeah. I'll start calling you that on the radio, the Gov.
2: Corruptible. Very corruptible. Very
1: corruptible. It is a corruptible state, I've heard that somewhere. Being a Pennsylvanian like yeah. Coach Moody, we throw some shade New Jersey's way once once in a while.
3: Isaiah. Uh well for me, I uh completed my undergrad at Watford, um, graduated and um I'm pursuing my masters in liberal arts at the moment. Um so it's been a pretty smooth transition as far as just um not having to worry about credits and stuff and you know i wanted to make sure i graduated and it was it was a tough ending for my year i had to buckle down for sure but um wofford is pretty hard school so um yeah but it was a great transition for sure and great transition into the
1: spider program thank you guys go finish up dinner and we'll look forward to seeing you wednesday night at toledo isaiah bigelow and neil quinn our first guests on Behind the Web. Thank you, fellas. Thank you. Uh, we'll take a break. I got some questions for Coach Mooney. Uh, email and text questions for him. We'll do that in our final segment. Still time if you'd like to slide a couple in. Uh, we'll pepper the coach with all of those when we come back. 804-327-0888 is the text line. web at richmond.edu is the email. We're live at World of Beer where we're here each and every Monday talking spider and college basketball on Behind the Web right here on the Home of the Spiders 1061 ESPN.
0: You up to date with Richmond basketball. This is Behind the Web from World of Beer, 11600 West Broad Street on 1061 ESPN. From Playfly, this is the Spider Sports Network.
1: segment for our first show of the season and uh, let me give you a couple of quick reminders here uh, chris and i during the break we're actually talking spider football getting excited for saturday's second round playoff game uh, at sacramento state uh, 5 o'clock game Eastern time out there, 4.30 airtime here on 106.1 ESPN. But we will pick up the behind-the-web football show uh, Thursday at Glory Days out on Richfield Parkway in the Glen Eagles Shopping Center with Coach Usman from noon until 1 o'clock. Uh, wide receivers coach and former Spider great Winston October will be our special guest. Uh, we'll talk about the wide receivers. We may even pluck one of them to come with him as well, but they've had such a great year as a group. Uh, we're going to talk some wide receiver with Coach October. And Coach Usman again, that's Thursday from noon to 1 at Glory Days Grill. All right, let me go to the text line uh, for Coach Mooney here in our final segment, 804-327-0888. Coach, how different, and this is off our text line, how different is your current rotation compared to what you thought it might look like at the beginning of the season?
2: Uh, Well, I mean, for the moment, Matt's out, so that's that's a big part <laughs> yeah, of it. Yeah, that is a big part of um, it. You know, Matt playing... Uh, some forward and some center uh, is a big part of our kind of game plan or rotation. That's one thing. Uh, I would say that it's not necessarily different. I think that uh, you know when uh, Zay has uh, you know gone to the starting lineup, um, which has moved Jason Roach up a little bit, and it, it uh, you know Mike Walls has gone into the last two games in the in the first half. So it changed that obviously. So Matt Matt's absence is a big difference. Uh, I think that you know there's uh, there are guys, and today was really evident in practice. Um, Jai Bailey, Marcus Randolph, Connor Crabtree, really competing for some of those minutes. You know, um, as you go as you go on, obviously you know uh, Andre Gustafson's played you know hundreds and hundreds of minutes for Richmond. Um, Has been such a good player. Jason Nelson as a you know, more of a consummate point guard. You know, those guys are are going to come out of the game, but for how long? Who knows? And so, um, you know, Jason Roach needs to play some, and so th- those minutes need to be pushed for. Uh, you know, by those three guys specifically. And so, uh, I thought Marcus Randolph played, you know, terrific. You know, a- an excellent game against Temple. Um, it was really, really good, and you know that impacts Jai Bailey's. Uh, minutes a little bit and then connor crabtree uh, has kind of just returned within the last week to 10 days so uh, that that would be the one thing that i would say there's there's some opportunity there and competition there Um, but it's not so different with the exception of matt being matt not playing
1: so from an email question behind the web at richmond.edu how soon is grace back what can you uh update us on at this point
2: yeah so matt uh has been you know not only attacking his rehab but then working out on the side uh during practice or you know different different parts of practice and he looks pretty good and um so i would say that there's there's a chance you know it all depends obviously on how he feels so the doctors have kind of um you know allowed him to play that they don't have to go do anything uh you know there's a certain weakness and and um uh and pain level that he has that he has right now so I think that uh, it's a little bit day to day. I, you know, glanced over a couple times today. He looked He looked pretty good, but he wasn't in the main practice yet. So, um, you know, he's. I know that he's working really hard and uh, getting in there as much as he possibly can. And so, uh, it's a little bit day to day right now.
1: All right, uh, kind of a follow up email from the text. What we were just talking about, um, but the emailer asked the same question about the rotation but also added seems like jai bailey and marcus randolph are making it hard for you to figure
2: out minutes
1: right now because of what they're doing
2: yeah for sure i I thought you know in the game against uh temple uh marcus went in and was really really good right from the time he went in and uh and the second half too i think we, we probably left him in for much of the rest of the game and so um you know he just has You know, there are certain intangibles that they both have uh, that are not exactly the same. But I thought Marcus played great. And there have been times on the floor when when Jai has been great. So, um, you know, and and they can push Jason and Andre. I mean, there there are things that are available. Uh, But when you go on during the course of the season, there's, you know, there are fewer times where there's going to be as much competition because you start to, you know, your strategy and you're getting ready and getting rest and things like that. Uh, but those guys, uh, you know, Marcus played a a great game against, uh, Temple Mm -hmm. and, uh, You know, just guys have to continue to compete and try. And, you know, when they get their chance, take the best opportunity of it.
1: Uh, And you're kind of answering this, but just to make sure our texters know that we're reading their texts. uh, Those seem to be the two guys that maybe. And the question was, who do you think deserves more minutes based on their play? And the way we're talking, I guess, Jai Bailey and Marcus Randolph would be at the top of your list.
2: Yeah, for sure. Uh, I think that, um, you know, uh, I, I would also say, you know, I'd like to sometimes when when Matt, uh is in the game um at forward you know we're we're you know a huge team we're versatile we could do those things then when matt is in the game at center then you know uh because of how he plays the center position uh he's so fluid the offense moves and whatnot but i'd like to make sure that neil continues to play more minutes because um you know the the threat and uh opportunity for us to score inside is greater and so the more you have that threat and the more that we you know capitalize on that threat the better we are uh, offensively and then the more you score then the better your defense is so uh, I don't want to lose sight of that I think in the Charleston game you know Matt played center kind of like as we came all the way back that might have been a little bit of a unique situation uh but I, I think that you know Marcus and Jai but also making sure Neil continues to play more and more
1: uh, one more off of the text line. You mentioned Charleston, Wichita State, Syracuse, all close losses. Uh, was there a common denominator that you saw in the close losses, and what's the next step to getting over that hump and, and winning the close games, or were they all different?
2: Yeah, I'd say, um, well, I don't know how much of a common denominator. You know, we made certainly enough mistakes, <laughs> um, you know, which happens. You know, so, so did the other team. You know, yeah. it's not uh, – No, nobody plays perfectly, but – uh, you know, in the Charleston game, we had, you know, we had the chance in regulation, and then we also had a chance uh, in overtime. Um, so I would say, you know, the the biggest thing is we, we've had we've had some turnovers at the end of those three games that are just very uncharacteristic. You know, we've had times where we've gone, you know, six games with you know under mm-hmm. under thirty turnovers or or, or a week of play with under 15 turnovers and we've had we've had a few too we don't have a, an exorbitant amount but we've had a few too many turnovers and <clears throat> of course they've also not not come at the best time so i would say that's that's what the, those would stand out to me the most and and something that we're that will work hard to make sure that we that we get back to a, the Richmond standard.
1: Uh, and the ball's in Jason Nelson's hands a lot, and yet he's got an almost two-to-one right now assist-to-turnover yeah. ratio, so I'm not pointing the finger at him. In fact, just the opposite. What would you say about, you know, his play through the first six games? Because you've asked him to do a lot of different things in those six games.
2: Yeah, I think he's been very impressive, and, um, you know, the standard is high for that position here, <laughs> and uh, and it's very demanding in any school. Um, but yeah, I think, he's, I think he's done really well. I think that you know he's learning how how hard it is and how much there is. You know there's a difference between uh, a turnover by your point guard and the difference between a turnover by anybody else. Mm-hmm. And from somebody else, there is a little bit of an explanation. And from your point guard, there just there just can't be. And mm-hmm. uh, but now I think he's done very well. Uh, again, he's competitive. Um, you know, and I, I think that's probably what stands out to me the most about our team is there's very good competitiveness. Very consistent competitiveness, and he fits right in with that. And I think he'll – I think he has a chance to have a great career.
1: All right. uh, Ivan did not text tonight, so tradition broken there. Yeah, I'm sorry to hear that too. But if he had texted, Coach, he would have asked, what can you tell us about Toledo? Yeah. So I'll finish up the show tonight (laughs) with what can you tell us about Wednesday's opponent, Toledo?
2: So, you know – I think they've won over 25 games the last two years. Oh. You know they've been really, really good. They have had very good players. Uh, they play very confidently because of all those wins. Uh, we've happened to see them, you know, once in the NIT and once at the Robin Center last year. Uh, I I feel like they score pretty easily, and that that's probably the scariest thing uh, because mm-hmm. they they score rather easily. They have different guys who can handle the ball. They're a versatile team. They shoot the ball well, uh, and I I think that they don't have great size that works to their advantage because of how well they move and distribute the ball Uh, but their their offense is is pretty elite both both watching it and and statistically Uh, and that's going to be important for us to one score at the other end uh, so we can press and we can get them into half court offense because they're very good in the open court Uh, and then really really dig in and defend and you know, hopefully continue to, to show great defense and improve upon that uh, because they're tough to guard.
1: Finishing up a home and home with this them. is the
2: second game of home and home, yes. Was
1: this born out of the NIT game? It is. Is yeah. that how this happened?
2: Yeah. Uh, the coach before we played in the NIT game said we should play a we should start a home and home series and he called me a couple weeks later and we scheduled it that afternoon. Huh one of the rare. I was going to say, easy, boy, that easy schedule. schedule. is easy, yeah. coach, isn't yeah. it? Wow, how one of the that? rare ones.
1: A- absolutely. Um, and how been how the practice has been the last couple of days after you gave them a couple of days yeah. off? Some coaches worry about that yeah. when you send them home for a couple of days. Yeah,
2: they they've been uh, really good. I mean, today was uh, we had a great um, competitive segment toward the beginning of practice. Uh, I thought it was was excellent, competitive. Uh, some very good plays being made. Um, you know we had a, a segment at the end that went a little bit long but we're just trying to get ready for the game in terms of of how we anticipate they'll play both you know both on offense and defense uh and it was valuable for us not not perfect but valuable and um but yeah that this group has really practiced well and um you know that that's always a really good sign uh whether they're Short practices, long practices, they, they've really competed throughout.
1: All right. Looking forward to getting back at it Wednesday night at Toledo. Uh, coach Mooney, thanks. We'll see you back here next Monday night.
2: Thanks so much, Bob. Appreciate yeah. it. Thank thanks you, guys. Again.
1: Neil Quinn, Isaiah Bigelow, our special player guest. Thank you for being with us this evening as well. And the folks in attendance, again, back here the next three Mondays before we get to a holiday break from 6 to 7 for Behind the Web right here on one oh six one ESPN.
0: Head men's basketball coach Chris Mooney. Tonight's show has been brought to you by CarMax, Lux Chevrolet, Bryant Heating and Cooling, Cornerstone Partners Co-Star Group and Bon Secours Health System, and by Cabell Childress Group. Join us throughout the college basketball season for Behind the Web, presented by World of Beer in Short Pump. Thanks for listening and stay in touch with Richmond Athletics on the flagship station of the Spider Sports Network, ESPN Richmond. Executive producer Mitchell Bradley. This has been a presentation of Playfly Sports in association with Richmond Sports Properties.